Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Yes. Recorded live. I think it was loose on my face, but is this better? Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Okay. How do I introduce this woman to God? <laughs> Praise, worship. <laughs> she is the interceder. Mm. She is a worshiper. She is a praiser. And I believe she would praise the answer she could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. Amen. But, um... She is a, she's been a jewel to us as a friend, as a confidant. Um, I we just love her and her husband and um she's gonna be put, putting some plugs in for a a service that she's having in um in uh Las Vegas in March. And it's something that we all should um should focus on. Amen. About prayer. And she's an author, she's a mommy, and she's loyal, mm. and she doesn't mind speaking her mind. Mm-mm. What she needs to say, she will say it without hesitation. Without a poker face. And without a poker face. <laughs> she's a wife. Woo! <laughs> and she is just someone that you need to have in your life. And the words that she's going to be speaking tonight, I'm excited to to hear. Um, and it, every time she speaks, I, I enjoy the word that she gives because we know that it's truly from the Lord. And she speaks nothing but what comes to her <laughs> except from the Lord. And I'd like to introduce to some and um, let you know who she is and enjoy her word, enjoy the word from God. Enjoy his name, and her name is Elder Colette James. Amen, amen. I'm going to play the song, Elder Colette. When I was thinking about the word tonight, the the Lord sent me to the song. I had never heard it before, amen, but I found it, and he said to play this before you ministered, amen. So this is for God and for you. Amen.
Hallelujah. Well, we give Thanks. God all the, the praise, glory, and the honor. Can you hear me okay now? Yes. Okay, amen. Um, truly, it is always indeed an honor and a privilege when um, the podium is open to me. Um, I do not take it lightly. I, to be honest with you, right to the moment, though, I could have just stayed in that vein of worship. Mm. <laughs> it's been so blessed tonight. It has been so blessed just. Just that sweet place in God, and what a what an awesome place to be. But um, I'm going to continue with my assignment as Apostle Paul had asked me to come and and to share on the names of God. And thank you so much for all of the the songs on tonight that just really set the stage because mm. they lifted up his various different names. So that's um that's an awesome thing. So my my subject tonight is what's in a name? That's the question. Mm. What's in a name? And the answer is everything. Mm. Everything. Uh Everything is in the name. Break up again. Okay, hold on for me one moment. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so 
Apparently, my Bluetooth is not going to let me um, do that tonight, so we're just going to hold the phone, okay? Amen. We hear you good now. Put it on speaker and put it close to your face. Amen. 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 Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, um, the first name, to be honest with you, and and I know um, the the one thing that you wanted me to touch on was Yeshua HaMashiach, and I'm definitely going to do that and, and speak on that. But you know what the first name that comes to mind to me that we all need to to understand, recognize, and be mindful of is the name of Abba, Abba Father, Daddy mm-hmm. God. That that is prime. That that is prime. Because if you can get it in your heart and in your spirit and in your soul that He is your Father, He is a loving, loving yeah. Father. He is that one that moves literally heaven and hell for his children, okay, who literally, who literally gave of himself that we could have this fellowship with him, this right standing with him. We we came into this world um, in in a sinful place, and it, it, even though we had not been here before, but because of the sin of Adam and Eve, we came here with that sin on us, and and with that separation from the the fellowship that God really wanted us to have with Him. Amen. When He created man in the garden, when He created them, male and female, it says He created them. When He created us, He created us for fellowship. He created us so that we could walk in the cool of the evening with Him, so that we could have that sweet cornelia with Him, that fellowship, that that oneness with Him. And that all got messed up by the sin of disobedience. It wasn't the, you know, oh, she ate the apple. No, she disobeyed. That was the sin. It was the sin. And it wasn't even an apple. But the key is it was a sin of disobedience. And it separated us from God. It That's what brought forth the knowledge of good and evil because the good was you never had to know the evil as long as you stayed obedient to the Father. Uh-huh. And obedient to what he called you to and obedient to what he created you for. But the fact that disobedience came in and it it cut, it cut that relationship and, and it put a separation in between the, the cornonia, the sweet fellowship that our Father God, our Daddy God wanted to have with us. But thanks be unto God that he could not stand that that separation be be there and stay there. So he made a remedy for the separation. And in his remedy, he sent forth the next precious name, and that's the name of Christ. He sent forth his beloved son. And that's what we're going to start on tonight is talking about the name of Christ. I'm putting up um, a post in TalkShoe right now. uh, at least I thought I was. It doesn't look like it went in. Hold on one second. I had it all set up, guys. I thought that it would work perfectly. Um, doo, 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 doo. You might have to go out and come in like I did. This chat room's been kind of acting crazy. Okay. All right. Well, we will do that. Um, we want to talk about the name of Christ, the name of Jesus. Um and we want to understand and recognize why <laughs> why there's so much controversy in the name of Christ. 
Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, when when Jesus Christ, and Christ was not his last name, it was um, his position. He was the Messiah. Um, when he walked the, the earth, his name, he was not called Jesus. He, by his apostles and, and Mary and Joseph, they did not call him the pronunciation Jesus. They called him Yeshua. Now, this was really deep to me, and this this I had 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 studied on um, prior to you asking me about this, dealing with the um, the ancient Aramaic name because we we deal with a common um, Hebrew pronunciation which is Yeshua, but in ancient Aramaic, which is the language that they spoke in his day, it was Yeshua. Um, and let me see, I'm going to try this one more time to see if I can get it in the chat room so that you guys can see it. There it is. Okay, so it was actually spelled, for those of you that are on the phone, it was actually spelled E-A-S-H-O-A was Yeshua, and um, the Messiah portion of it was M. S-H-E-E-K-A-H. And that's how it was pronounced in the ancient Aramaic. Now, when I was studying on this and reading up on this, I come to find out that even um, those that speak Aramaic today do not speak it like that because, again, as I said, that was considered the ancient Aramaic, and people that speak Aramaic today speak a modern Aramaic, the same way we speak a modern English. We don't speak um, the king's English <laughs> as it used to be. But um, the the vocabulary and the pronunciation um, of words and what have you have evolved over, um, over time. So um, Yeshua became Yeshua in the Hebrew language. And the most common Hebrew pronunciation of it now is Yeshua HaMashiach, which is the same as Jesus the Christ or Jesus the Messiah. Now, I have I, I have really um, dealt with this a lot over um, the past few months, just in my own quest and my own search of knowledge and understanding um, that I wanted to receive. It was very, very important to me um, that I'm addressing my Savior properly. And I've heard so many um, different things and and that, you know, Jesus is a um, a pagan God and it's a derivative of of Zeus and, excuse me, and all these different things that says um, we should not use the name Jesus. And I was very troubled by that. I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, it's like the the name Jesus was entrenched within me, and I've seen too many wonderful things happen at the call of his name. So I went on my own search, and the things that I discovered in my own search is what led me to um, – wanting to know how who he was when he walked the earth. You know, um, I know him as my Savior, my Lord, my Master, um, but I really wanted to get to know the Jesus of the Bible. I wanted to know the Jesus that Peter, John, and Paul knew. I wanted to, to get to know who he was, and that's 
what what developed me to um, start searching out the scripture. Um, I, I started with a complete Jewish Bible because in, in all things, um, the one thing I know absolutely positively to be true is that he was born a Jew. He was born a Jew. Um, and he did not come to earth to start a new religion. So in those, in knowing those things and those things being important, I wanted to get to know why he came and who he was. Um, Apostle Paul, I'm not sure what's going on with the chat room, and my apologies to everybody because I'm trying to load these names and things in here. I'm not getting it. And it's just not working. Yeah, it's not working. So, amen, I'm not going to be bothered by that. I'm going to, (laughs) what you can do, Elder Collette, is post them for those of you that are listening. I will post the ones that I have, and also she can post them on the event page. Okay, um, I will do that when this is all over. Everybody can see them. Good, good, good. Okay, so because I, I it's kind of the the taint, you know, kind of getting me off kilter here, and I don't like amen. that. So, amen. Let me keep going. Um, so anyway, so I went in search of, and and I have this really, really dear friend who um started talking to me and what have you, and it's like, Colette, you know, we can't call on the name of Jesus because it was it's a derivative of Zeus and it's a pagan name and you know and 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 we we're gonna go to hell calling on him because that's like you know calling on Satan and whatever and that disturbed uh-huh. my spirit. I'm serious. It really disturbed my spirit, and I'm going, okay. I have literally, literally seen blinded eyes open at the name of Jesus. I know what the name of Jesus has done in my life. And I'm looking at my friend, I'm going to be really candid here, I'm looking at my friend thinking, you needed a kidney and you called on the name of Jesus because you didn't know any other name to call and you got a kidney. So I'm not understanding Mm. where you're coming from. But what it did, it allowed me to recognize and see how quickly we can get off kilter by what somebody else is saying to us. Mm. And then my mind went to Matthew the twelfth chapter, and I'm gonna read this because if for those of you, for those that are out there, because I'm telling you, if you Google the name, you're gonna see all of these things. It will make your head spin. You will see so many different opinions on mm-hmm. the name of Jesus and right. and the name of Yeshua and who you should call and who you shouldn't call it. You know what I'm saying and what you're doing. But it's like as the old folks say, the proof is in the pudding. Okay? <laughs> so the proof is in the pudding. The proof of who Jesus the Christ is is in what he has done. What did he do yes, in your yes. life? Mm. Okay? What did he do in your life? And when somebody comes to you and tells you not to use the name of Jesus because in actuality you're giving praise to Satan, then take them back to Matthew the twelfth chapter to the words of Christ. Amen. I'm going to start in the 22nd verse, and I, I'm reading it out of the complete Jewish Bible because that's, yeah, I just like it. Um, anyway, it says, then some people brought him a man controlled by demons who was blind and mute, and Yeshua healed him so that he could speak and see. The crowds were astounded and asked, this couldn't be the son of David, could it? But when the pressure room heard of it, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the, demon, the ruler of demons, that this man drives out demons. However, 
Knowing what they were thinking, Yeshua said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not survive. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. So how can his kingdom survive? Besides, if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Uh, Or again, how can someone break into a strong man's house and make off with his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? After that, he can ransack his house. So what, what that said to me was... You're trying to tell me that calling on the name of Jesus, okay, I'm calling on the name of Satan, I'm calling on Zeus, I'm calling on all these other pagan entities, and in their names, these miracles are happening? In their names, I was set free, I was delivered? In their names, my family has been kept, okay, with guns pulled and everything else? How does that compute? You know, sometimes we got to stop and take some common sense, okay? And say, what? What are you saying? You know, are you listening? You, you want to go back to, um, who was that, Chris Tucker? Um, and say, are, are you listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, seriously, really? Really? I choose, and and what you hear, Apostle Paul, you hear my husband and I, we pray, and we will pray in the master's name of Yeshua HaMashiach. When we do that, it is to give homage to who Christ is. It is to give homage and reverence and respect to who they said he was at that time. That was his name when he walked the face of the planet, Okay. As things were translated, they got translated from the Aramaic into the Greek. A lot of people think it was translated from Hebrew to Greek. No, it was translated from Aramaic because that's what they spoke to Hmm. Greek. And in the translation of this, I found very, very interesting. While while people are, are, are tripping on this thing, if you were to go and look at an actual copy of the 1611 King James Bible, the original Bible that was translated into English, his name there was didn't even start with J. It started with I. It was I-E-S-U-S because the letter J was not a part of that vocabulary at that time. It came later, and then it was translated into J. So here's my thing, and when it comes to Christ and his name, who is he to you? Who is he in your heart? When you're praying and you're praying in his name or you're seeking him, who are you seeking? Because you've got to understand something. God reads the heart of man. He reads the heart of man. In your heart, if you're seeking his son, in your heart, if you're seeking the one that was slain for you, that came and gave himself as a propitiation for your sin, who, bottom line, who said, I will take your death on me so that you can live in my life. If that's who you're seeking, then you're not seeking Satan. You don't have to worry about the name that you're calling on when you speak the name of Jesus because all is well. 
all is well. So don't let all of these different doctrines and what have you confuse you. Because I'm telling you, there's so much out there. If you start to do this study, by the time you get through, your head is spinning and you don't know what to believe. It's like, okay, this one says I can't say it. This one says it's okay. This one says no, you can say Yeshua. But then even in saying Yeshua, then there's all these different um, spellings and what have you of mm. Yeshua that they're trying to tell you that you need to use. And it's just like, okay, for real? For real. Daddy, I'm seeking your son. Daddy, mm. I'm seeking the one that you sent for me, the one mm. that came to give of himself, that sacrificed himself so that I could have the right to say, Daddy, to say, Abba, Father to know you in the pardoning of my sins, to know that on judgment day he will be my attorney, he will be standing there, and he will be the one that will hit that gavel and say, not guilty because of what he did, not because of me. So that's who I'm seeking. That's where my heart is. So I'm not going to be swayed like the word of God said. You can't get swayed by every wind of doctrine that comes along. Who is it that you're seeking? Mm. And it is the Christ, the Messiah, the one that God promised to come to sacrifice himself so that you could have fellowship one with the Father once again. So amen. Mm. So that's, that's, that's the Yeshua HaMashiach portion. Yeshua HaMashiach is, um, as I said, it, it started off um, in Aramaic and then went into the Hebrew Hebrew version of it, and um, the HaMashiach is the Messiah. That's what HaMashiach means, is the Messiah. So Yeshua was the name of Christ. HaMashiach is the Messiah. So when you say Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus Christ, Christ being the Messiah. Christ is God's anointed one and his anointing. That's what Christ means. That's what the Messiah was, God's anointed one and his anointing. So Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's Jesus' position of who he is. Okay? So amen. So that's that portion. Now, let's go and let's study and look at the names of God our Father, Yahweh, and all the different, we're not going to be able to hit all of them because there's over 200 of them, but some of the different characteristics of the compound names that the word of God has given him so that we can recognize and understand who he truly is in our lives. You have to understand when you're praying um, and you're seeking Yahweh, Yahweh is the father, Yahweh is the creator, Yahweh is daddy God. Okay, mm. um, as is El Elyon, as El Shaddai, as Adonai. Um, these are all names for our Father, our Creator. Amen. So is Jehovah. But then they they compound the names and gives you give you um, insight into the characteristics of God. So we're going to look at some of those, some of the more common ones, actually. We're going to start with Jehovah Jireh. Just about everybody knows that one, okay? They sing it, they dance to it, and all of these things. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. It does not just stop there and say that the Lord will provide, but he is our provision. Jehovah Jireh is seen the first time in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, and it is that God will 
provide a sacrifice. This is the, the moment when Abraham was about to slay his son Isaac. And God said, no, now I see, now I see that your heart is truly mine. Now I see that you would not withhold anything from me. So stop. You do not have to slay your son. And as Abraham turned around and looked, there was a ram caught in the thicket. His horns were caught in the thicket in the bush, okay? That's where the terminology of ram in the bush came from. But that was the, the sacrifice that God had provided. Now think about this. This is so deep to me because um, I, I really don't know if I, I would have had Abraham's faith. I, I really I'm just being honest, you know, I, I, and I, I believe I have great faith in God. But Abraham took his faith to a whole nother level. And in, in what he did, um, God is calling us to do the same thing today in a different manner, but God is calling us to believe him enough that we will sacrifice that which is most precious to us, to him. And that's what Abraham did. God commanded or demanded a sacrifice. And Abraham was willing to give the sacrifice that God named. How many of us are willing to do that today? How many of are willing now this is if God was dealing with me with this last week, how many of you are willing to sacrifice what you don't even have yet? Hmm. Mm-mm. To wow. sacrifice out of your nothingness. You don't even have it yet, but are you willing to sacrifice it? There are an example and there are examples in the word of God that Abraham had his promise, but he was willing to sacrifice his promise. But Look at Hannah. Hannah had not received her promise yet. She had not received her child yet. She was barren. But when she cried out to God, she gave back to God that that she desired most of in, more than anything. She gave um, Samuel to God before he was even born. She was willing to give out of her nothingness. She promised him, if you will do this for me, if you will give me a son, then I will give him back to you all the days of his life. Are you willing to sacrifice that that you want more than anything to God, even before you get it? Because God blessed her in her sacrifice, in her sacrifice before she even received it. He blessed her. She went home. She and her husband had relations. She got pregnant. She had Samuel, and she gave him back to God as she promised she would. And then God blessed her with five more. Uh, with five more children because she was willing to sacrifice out of her nothingness. The woman, the widow woman that he sent Elisha to, she was willing to sacrifice out of her nothingness because the man of God said, no, before you make the cake for you and your son and you and just because she said, you know, I, I don't have enough to give. You know, I'm going to make this one last cake. My son and I are going to eat it and we're going to die. And he told her, no, before you do that, make one for me. Out of her nothingness, she had nothing. But she heard the voice of God in his prophet and did what the prophet said do. And so out of her nothingness came plenty. She was never hungry another day in her life, and she did not die. So are we willing to do that? Are we willing to understand who Jehovah Jireh really is? He is our provider. 
He will provide, but he's going to ask you for something. Are you willing to give what he asks? We just want to come to him and say, provide for me, give to me. But what is it that he's asking you for that you're not willing to sacrifice to him? Because I promise you, I promise you, you can't be God's giving. If he's asked you for something, it's because he's going to repay you mightily for that that he's asked you for. So sometimes you have to stop and think, I don't have anything. No, out of your nothingness, there's still something you can give to him, and he will reward you for it. So when we hear the word Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide, we can't just get caught up in the provision. We have to recognize and understand what brings about the provision. What brings about the provision? Does he love you? Absolutely. Would he provide for you just because he loves you? Absolutely. He does that every day of your life. Every time you take a deep breath, he has provided. Every single time. Ask somebody that's asthmatic and can't take a breath. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. He's provided. He's provided. Okay? Mm. But what are you willing to give back unto him? The next one we're going to look at is Jehovah Rapha, and it's the Lord, um, the Lord that healeth, the Lord that healeth. It refers to physical healing, the context shows, but deeper healing of soul is implied. This is found in Exodus, the 15th chapter and the 26th verse, Jehovah Rapha. We're quick to say when we're sick in our physical body where we're in pain or when we're hurting or whatever, we really want to call on Jehovah Rapha because we want healing, and, 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 and I'm with you on that, okay? I'm totally with you on that. But it's so much more, it's so much deeper than just a physical healing. Jehovah Rapha is there to heal your broken emotions. He's there to heal your confused mind. He's there to heal your relationship. It's a deep-seated healing that he's there to give unto you. Remember this, and never, ever forget this, that God will always do over and above anything you could ever hope, ask, or think. So when we look at things on the surface and we just want to take them on the surface, we're cheating ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what's so important about understanding the names of God and the names that, you know, we can call upon in the various different situations. You got to don't. I'm not just asking you for healing, God. I'm asking you for wholeness. There's a difference. You can heal me. I might have a bad heart, and you can heal my heart, or I might have cancer, and you can heal me of cancer, but that doesn't make me whole. For me to be whole, I need you to heal my mind, body, and soul. Mm. I need a complete healing. I, I embarked on a journey at the beginning of this year and this, this month, um, and I kind of shared a little bit of it on Facebook just dealing with consecration. It's January, and everybody goes into consecration on January. Everybody is doing their little prayer and fasting, be it seven days or 14 days or 21 <laughs> days or what have you. You know, it, it's, it's just a normal thing to do. And it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Please hear me. Don't get me wrong because for years I did the hooked up in the spirit realm where we came together and did mm-hmm. a corporate corporation consecration, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the year. So it's a good I'm thing. Right. But 
here, here's the, yeah, I'm going back next next year. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to petition Daddy. You know, I haven't done it the last two years, but I've already, I'm like, okay, Daddy, <laughs> I, I, I miss it too. But more important than that is the consecration of your life. Mm, it, mm. It's not, not, not yeah. just I'm consecrating because I'm not eating certain foods today or because I got up this morning and went on the prayer line and prayed with somebody. It's the hmm. consecration of your life. Set your life apart to him. The things that only you and God know that you're doing that's contrary right. to his will for you. Set that apart. And say, you know what, God? That's not even worth it. Because I want my life to be consecrated unto you. I don't just want it to be seven days or 14 days or 21 days or 30 days or even 40 days. I don't want that. I want it forever. I want to be set apart for the master's use forever. So you, you want, you know, you, you, Jehovah Rapha is there to help you consecrate yourself unto God, that complete healing. Lord, take the thoughts out of my mind that you know shouldn't be there. And he's not going to just wait in your mind and pluck them out. It comes from you making up your mind that, God, I'm going to be a consecrated vessel unto you. So I'm not going to entertain the thoughts that I once did. For you single people, I'm not going to let my mind take me into that fantasy world of lust. Mm. And for some of you married people, too, because if you're yeah. looking after somebody and it's not your mate, then it's the same issue. I'm not going to do it, Lord. Mm. I'm going to make a conscious decision because I want to be whole. I want to be all that you created me to be. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to leave nothing undone when I leave here. So in order to do that, I have to be whole. So I need Jehovah Rapha to make me whole, to heal every part of my being. So that's who I need to call on every day and asking him to make me whole. The next one is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. That's found in Exodus, the 17th chapter, the 8th through the 15th verse. Now, that, that's dealing with a physical battle. The Lord, our banner, it, this, this was a physical battle, and the enemy was Amalek. And the word teaches us that Amalek was a type of the flesh. And the conflict that day was the conflict between the spirit, which was the children of Israel, and the flesh, which was Amalek. Do we not fight that war every single day? Mm. Every day. Every day. The flesh is battling the spirit within us every day. But if we have made up our mind that we're going to call on Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner, he is going to be our banner. He is going to be that bloodstained banner that we will decree and declare because God, because Christ, because Jesus hung on that cross for us. He is our bloodstained banner. We're going to call on Jehovah Nissi and we're going to see him as Jesus the Christ and decree and declare that my spirit will override my flesh. Because the Lord is my banner, because he's already fought the battle for me. He's already fought the battle for me. All I need to do is yield in obedience. That's it. That's it. And the battle is mine. It's won. 
as long as I'm walking in obedience to his call on my life, in obedience to his guidance and his direction, then that's when he is our banner. That's when we can stand like Moses did with Aaron and Ur on both arms um, and holding him up so that the battle can continue to rage and be won. And be won. He is our banner. He is our banner. And we need to understand that so that when that flesh seems like it's rising up, then what do you need to do? You need to starve it out and go feed your spirit because that that you feed is what's going to be the strongest. You need to feed your spirit. You need to get in the word of God. I can tell just as good when I'm not in my word and I'm not surrounding myself with with um, messages from from good, sound teaching. I can tell. I can tell, you know, because my my spirit would be like lagging and that flesh would be like, mm-hmm, today's my day. <laughs> I'm getting ready to get busy today, you know. I'm serious. I can tell it. I can feel it. I can really feel it, you know, and it would be like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. And that's like, you know, and all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, where did that come from? Where did that thought come from? Where did that word come from? Uh-uh. And you, oh, oh, mm, mm, mm. no, see, you, you've been eating too much. <laughs> That's what I have to tell my friends. You've been eating too much. Uh, wow. You've been eating too much. Amen. So it's time for me to just kind of starve you out, <laughs> okay, and let me feed my spirit. Because as my spirit is growing stronger, as I'm feeding my spirit spiritual things, then the flesh is getting weaker and weaker. Weaker. Weaker and weaker because my spirit is getting strong. And it can stand up, and it can tell the flesh, go lay down someplace, because this is not your day. It's the day of the Lord, and I will rejoice and be glad of it. We have to, again, just not see things just on the surface, not on the surface, but deep down within. The next one we're going to talk about is Jehovah Shalom, and that is the Lord our peace, Mm. or the Lord send peace. Mm. Now, Peace comes in many different forms. It really does. It really, really does. Um, I can tell you what is not your peace, and that's not multiple millions. I can well, tell you um, trying to get at this somebody else's husband or wife, that's not your peace. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I'm just, you know, in the vernacular of, you know, uh, mail them, you know, you can't just go get you a piece. Why? Because God wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. 
He mm. gave me perfect peace in the midst of the flames. Yes. My God. Don't you see that water raging all around you? Uh, no. I don't no. even feel any moisture. <laughs> because he's giving me perfect mm. peace. Perfect peace. It dispels all understanding because you you cannot explain it. No one can understand it unless they've lived through it or been in the midst of it. They just don't understand. When you're just going, I'm good. All is well. I'm good. And you're not just saying it to be saying it. You really are. I'm I'm good. It's like, you know, sometimes, I, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I have to stop and look at myself and go, you know what you just came out of? <laughs> and and you cool? Oh, yeah, I'm uh-uh. good. I'm good, you know? I'm good because you know what they couldn't do to me? They couldn't take that that was most precious to me from me, and that's my relationship with him. In the midst of it, as long as my eye is on him, my head is laying on his chest, whatever's going on around, it means nothing. You know, why do you think Christ was in the bow of the boat while the apostles were running around and screaming and losing their mind and care is not, Lord, that we perish? Yeah. <laughs> he woke up and looked at them and was like, what's wrong with you? You know, yeah. he stood up, said, peace be still, and just like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> he was asleep. Really, God? He was asleep. <laughs> it wasn't bothering him. Mm-mm-mm. Not at all. Everything was chaotic all around him, but it didn't bother him because he knew the peace of God. See, the one thing when you know who Daddy God is, that's why I said it's so important to understand your father, to understand that you know. He said that no good thing will he withheld from you, and he also said he would never leave you nor forsake you. So if you know that in the midst of whatever it is that you're going through, that he is in the midst of it, you good. You good. Because, see, Daddy, you're not going to let anything befall me that, you know, is other than what's common to man. There is no temptation that's going to befall me other than what's common to man because that's what your word said. And you also told me that it does not matter what the temptation is, what the issue is. You have already given me a way of escape. So what am I worried about? Mm. You don't already took care of this. You know, what am I worried about? It's like what, I, I rejoiced in your testimony about the drugs. I'm not surprised, though. Mm-hmm. I rejoiced in it because I'm happy for you, but there was no surprise because I know what God told me to tell you that day. You're his daughter, and it's the father's job to take care of the, the daughter's wedding. So, there, you know, there was no surprise. You get to that place of, you know what, Lord, I thank you, and you're rejoicing, and you're so happy. But at the same time, you're like, you know, I knew you was going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. Come on now. Because of who you are. Because of who you are, not me, because of who you are. Because I mess up, but you stay steadfast. You never change. So because of who you are, uh-huh. for your name's sake. I knew you were going to do it. You know, um, Apostle, you you started to give a testimony about what God had told you about ministry. I am walking away from a job in March, Mm -hmm. and nothing 
in the natural lined up to pay bills. But I called a realtor yesterday and said, start looking for me a house. Because mm-hmm. I know my God. See, because I, I, I know that as long as my focus is him and I know that I'm flowing in him, then he's already told me in, in Matthew the sixth chapter that I don't have to give thought to those things. I don't have to That's worry right. about those things. Because he's already he, he already knows what I have need of. He's already going to do it. That takes us back to Jehovah Jireh. He's already going to provide it. Because he already knows. So therefore, I don't have to be sitting here chewing up my my nails and trying to devise a scheme or a plan and figure out what's going to happen when I get there. What I got to do is flow in you, Lord. So as long as my my ear is to your chest, and I say this all the time because it's so important, I need to hear the heart of God because that's what I need to flow in. Lord, what is your heart? What is your will in the situation? As long as I'm flowing in that, it's all good. It's all good. So he said, make your request known unto him. I've done that. Now I've left it with him. Now I can concentrate on the things of God because I'm not worried about what's going to happen there. He's already made a way. He's already got my house of dwelling. I told him I'm not moving back to Vegas to live with my child. I'm not going to do that. Don't want to do that. Love her. Don't want to go back there. I want my own, God. I want my own. He understands that. So Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. He gives us peace in our decisions. If there is no peace in your decision, something's wrong. Something's wrong, and then you need to go back to the throne and find out what it is. You're uneasy about something that's going on. You need to go to the throne of God and find out what it is. Half of half the things that I'm led in, I allow His peace to lead me in because I know if I have His peace, then it's all well. If there's unrest within me, if I'm uneasy about something, then something's wrong. Then I need to get to the root of it and find out what's wrong. So His peace has several layers. It will keep you in the midst of your storms, but it will also lead God and direct you along the path that he's called you to. It's important, very important. The next one is Jehovah Raha. It's R-A-A-H, Jehovah Raha, and it is the Lord my shepherd. We all know um, 23rd Division of Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um. But as his shepherd, we have to understand the role of a shepherd. The shepherd leads us. The shepherd guides us and directs us. The shepherd sometimes has to chastise us. We've all heard the story where if, the she- if there's a, a sheep, a lamb, that keeps going off and, and not wanting to stay with the flock, the shepherd will go and break that lamb's leg. Mm so that it can't run off anymore. But this is how loving the shepherd is. When the shepherd goes after that lamb and breaks his leg, the shepherd will carry the lamb around his neck until the leg heals. Mm. But it, it, it causes the lamb, first of all, to be endearing to the shepherd because, you know, hey, shepherd is taking care of me. But it causes him to learn and not to wander off anymore to stay where the shepherd needs him to stay. The shepherd has many um, tasks and duties. The shepherd is that protector that keeps the wolves away. 
The shepherd is that one that will cause the sheep not to drink in, in tainted water to, to make sure they're not getting um, something that will hurt them or kill them. There are times when we may be sitting in church homes or whatever, and it's tainted water that's coming forth. It's not pure. It's not the oil of God. Mm. God will tell you, uh-uh, this is not where I called you. You need to go. Now, I don't care if Grandmama bought the first brick that was laid, okay, to build the church. If God says it's time to go, it's time to go. And he will not have you out there a wanderer just church hopping. He will plant you in the place that you need to be. So I'm not, I'm not um, publicizing church hopping. That, that's not what I'm saying. You need to be planted where God would have you planted. I, I thank and praise God. I got saved at New Bethany Family Worship Center. At that time, it was Bethany Baptist Church right there at 1229 West Owens 27 years ago. Okay. <laughs> Now, in my travels, I have lived in many different places, but my covering has never changed. Mm-hmm. I've sat under other pastors, mm-hmm. you know. I sat under um, a, a awesome man and woman of God when I lived in Florida, and I only sat under one. At the 11 years I was in Florida, I was the attendee of one church there. So I wasn't hopping. Same mm-hmm. way when I got to um, to Tennessee, an awesome man and woman of God. I, I, I went around visiting until I found where God would have me. And when I found that place, that was where I was at. So I've sat under other pastors, but my covering has never changed. Pastor Deontay C. Atkinson has been my spiritual father from day one. Mm-hmm. That has never, ever changed. Not, you know, oh, well, this one over here wants to affirm me, so I'm going to be over here, or I'm going to go over here to that one or whatever. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. So you need to plant yourself in the place where God would have you be. Mm. You, don't, you don't waver. You don't move all from place to place to place. That, that's, you know, it, find a good shepherd. <laughs> okay, find a good shepherd. And allow that shepherd to lead you. But make sure that's the shepherd that God called you to. You know, there's a lot of great men out there with wonderful words. You know, I love to listen to T.D. Jakes and a whole lot of other people that are out there. Miles Monroe, I mean, I just, wow, I was devastated Mm -hmm. when he passed because his teaching was so profound. You know, love them. Listen to them still. Listen to them on the regular, okay? But they're not my covering. They give me a good word, you know. They help break down things. They make my mind think, but they're not my covering. Find your covering and stick. Stick to it. Amen. Okay, Jehovah Tiskanu is the Lord our righteousness. The Lord our righteousness. This name of Jehovah occurs in a prophecy concerning the future restoration and conversion of Israel. It says, then Israel will hail him as Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord our righteousness. That's found in Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter in the 6th verse. You know, um, I'm, I'm think back to, um, I believe it is Isaiah 55 as well, where it says, you know, um, that our righteousness is as of a filthy rag, but it's his righteousness that covers us. Uh-huh. It's his righteousness. Don't ever think you're so good and you're so holy that, you know, you can stand on your own righteousness because that ain't going to happen. 
That is not going to happen. You need to be under the covering of the righteousness of God because that's the righteousness mm-hmm. he recognizes. That's why you come to him in the name of Jesus because it's Jesus' right, righteousness that you come into him in. You know, he, he, he already knows that, you know, your righteousness is of a filthy rag, but his righteousness is whole. It's true. It's true. And because of his righteousness at work in and through you, you know, uh, what is it, Galatians 2 and 20 says, um, oh, i got to bring that up. Hold on. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. But it's not I that lives, it is he that lives in me. Hold on. I want to say it correctly. Um, because that, that's where you really see the righteousness of God at work in your life, when you recognize and understand um, that it's not you. It's, not, it's no longer the life that you're living. It's, it's what it's what God has done for you. It's what Christ has done for you and how he's covered you and, and put you in this safe place and covered you with his righteousness. Okay, here it is. Um, Galatians 2 and 20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And it goes on in the 21st verse to say, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So we recognize and understand that it is the righteousness of Christ in which we, we go forth. It's the righteousness of Christ that makes us whole. It's the righteousness of Christ that justifies us and sanctifies us. So Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord is our righteousness. The next one is Jehovah Shammah, and it is the Lord is present. And this name signifies Jehovah's abiding presence with his people. That's a phenomenal thing to know. Jehovah Shammah, he's present. The Lord is always present with us, always, always, always. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. So whatever you're out there doing, yes, he sees you. Yes, you have brought him into the midst of your sin because he's always present. Mm. So now won't that make you shudder? Mm. Like, okay. So envision your daddy looking down on you with what you're doing right now. Well. Hmm. My God. That's a cause to make you stop and think. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay? I'm wow. serious. Well, that will make you stop and think. Mm. And woo. Mm. Okay? He's Let always there. <laughs> <laughs> He's always seconds. there. He's always there. Yes, you know? So no matter what it is, if your act is that single act with you by yourself, he still sees you. When you think, well, it's just me or whatever I'm doing, you know, I'm not doing it unto anybody else. Yeah, you're doing it unto him. Mm-hmm. You're doing it unto him, which takes you back to wanting to consecrate your life, not just for a few days, but your life forever. Amen. My last one is Jehovah Elohim, and it is Jehovah God. It is the Lord God. Jehovah Elohim is um, God in his deity. 
It is God as the creator. It is God that is the authority over man. It is God that is the Lord of Lord and the kings of kings and the king of kings. He is Elohim. He is Elohim. He is the end all of all. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, that's, that's the God that loves you more than you could ever envision or ever come close to deserving. He is your creator. He is your sustainer. He is your alpha and your omega. He is your beginning and your end. He is your uprising and your downsetting. He is everything. What's in the name? Everything. When that name is your God. Mm. When that name is the one that wakes you up every morning, that allows you sweet rest at night, that has allowed your heartbeat to still beat in your chest. He is the God of all. And he is your Abba, Father, your daddy, God. Mm. That's it, Paul. Apostle Paul, that's, that's my mom. Paul was fine. <laughs> you got it like that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God got it like that. Amen. Amen. That's what he calls me. Amen. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Amen. Um, <clears throat> just encouraged for hearing all of the different names. Amen. God, and there are so many different more names. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, There's over 200 of them. Like I said, yeah. I just I just touched base on a few of them, but yeah. Amen. I, I posted several of what I could. It started allowing me. Some of them just started popping up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much for talk to you. <laughs> mm. Amen. But we didn't have the difficulties with the connections tonight. So we thank God for that. We thank God for that, that we were able to get the full recording in. Amen. And um, we just thank God. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.